Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to all our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. I'm Jackie Laura Jones. So glad to be here, joining with you again for True Forgiveness Teachings on this Tuesday, December 12, 2017. I am so glad to welcome my friend and returning guest to the show, J.W. Von Alt, who wrote one of my favorite books on A Course in Miracles called Miracles or Murder, available at Amazon.com. JW, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to talk with you about Course in Miracles and how we live in this world knowing it's an illusion. (laughs) Yes, which is going to be our wonderful topic today. And I wanted to ask you, you were telling me over email that you've had snow in the Netherlands and that you haven't always had snow at this time is that right absolutely it's very rare actually we had eight to ten inches of snow in the land and um, we've had over a thousand kilometers of traffic jam which is the national uh, all-time record i believe so it's um, oh my goodness yeah it's uh it's a sort of a rare situation but people try to enjoy it well, sure, sure. Well, uh, my family, uh, my sister, Cindy, my brother-in-law, Gary, my husband, Mark, and I are going back east for the holiday <laughs> mm-hmm. in a week or so. And I'm hoping that we see some snow because obviously here in Los Angeles, we don't see it. Nope. So nope. Um, <laughs> so I always look forward to that. Although I remember growing up and there always being snow, but something has changed. So sometimes we see snow at Christmas and sometimes we don't. It just depends. <laughs> yeah, well, the weather uh, gets gets more extreme, I guess. So the summers get hotter and the winters get colder. And, uh, well, of course, it's something that, that we do. It's not something that happens to us. Um, we have a big part in it. So um, we'll just have to make the best of it, I I guess. <laughs> very true. Very true. So, so I wanted to tell all of our uh, listeners, anyone tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast about the spiritual thought system, A Course in Miracles. We're going to talk about how we live in the world, knowing it's an illusion, and talk about the non-dualistic metaphysics of the Course and how we live on this level. And also, J.W., I know you had said you enjoyed uh, my brother-in-law Gary's fourth book, The Lifetimes When Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other, and I knew you were going to talk a little bit about that. We were going to interweave <laughs> that discussion into our topic for today. So you've read mm-hmm. it already, you said, huh? Yes, I've read it. And actually, I'm reading it again right now. And um, <laughs> I feel this, this, this might just be Gary's best book that he has published so far, or at least his best book since um, uh, The Disappearance of the Universe, uh, for a couple of reasons we'll get into. Sure. Wow. Well, he's getting wonderful feedback. And I, um, for all the listeners, it's uh, called The Lifetimes When Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other, A History of Mighty Companions. And as the Disappearance of the Universe trilogy did, it explains the core concepts and teachings of A Course in Miracles, how they relate to non-dualism, and how the principles are used to attain enlightenment as told through the stories of these lifetimes of Jesus 
and Buddha, how they helped each other along their paths. And um, what has been helpful, the feedback Gary and Cindy has have received, as well as myself, is that it humanizes Jesus, Jesus and Buddha in, in the way that it lets us know that they too, in the illusion, had their forgiveness lessons. And it somehow makes them seem uh, more like us, people are saying in the emails, you know, less further away, less of the need to um, idolize them, right? Mm. What would you say, JW? Oh, absolutely. That's that's one of the strong points. Although in A Course in Miracles, Jesus, of course, says, there's nothing about me that you cannot attain. And people yeah. read it, but they but they still think, well, yeah, well, but Jesus doesn't reincarnate any longer, and, and he's just so different than I am. And uh, indeed, <laughs> Gary does do a fine job in his book by demystifying that and saying he's he's really not uh, any any different than we are. So that's uh, that's absolutely great. Oh boy, well said, sure is. So what else? What other thoughts did you want to share about it? Well. Gary's third book, Love Has Forgotten No One, left me a bit dangling. And I remember thinking back then, why, if this guy is going to put more ego in his books, I'm going to give up on him. And then, uh, <laughs> and then last summer, I, I heard him talk in the Netherlands, in, in Susterberg, and uh, I was completely baffled because I realized th- this man really fathoms the depths of Jesus' message. I mean, he just sits there completely relaxed, and he has humor, and he sticks to the truth of the Course. So I thought, whoa, I've been so wrong about him. So I, um, I bought his fourth book, um, the book that we're discussing, and I think really the dedication before Chapter 1 says it all, where he says to Kenneth Wapnick, I cannot be you, but like you, I can stick to the truth. And so he does in the book, and it's just marvelous to read that. Um, He talks about non-dualism in the sense that God is. Truth is true, and God is true. And then, of course, and nothing else is. Whoa, well, that's kind of a hard (laughs) message, because if nothing else is, Gary, are you saying that I don't exist? Well, very threatening to the ego. Yeah. It's very threatening to the ego, but he sticks to the truth. And of course, when we really study the course, we come to realize that, yes, my body does not exist. But then again, I'm not a body. I mean, I'm spirit. And the spirit, spirit is, is, is also out of the sphere of existence. But I mean, spirit is being. So um, when we say God is and then we cease to speak, I could also say I am because in, 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 in reality, in truth, I'm one with God. Yes. Now, of course, there's a sort of a, what Ken Wapnick calls, there's a sort of a level confusion going on. Because when people realize that, oh, okay, so I'm not a body and I'm spirit and I'm still as God created me. Whoa, that's great. So God <laughs> does know about me. Well, not as a body, but a spirit. So, um, okay. Let's just give up all my insurances, and uh, God will take care of the rest of my life. <laughs> no, Ken would say right. this is not what the Course is teaching. Right. Uh, because God is not going to provide parking spaces for you. Jesus is not going to do that. The Holy Spirit is not going to do that. You um, uh, are prone to a level confusion. And I think that's, that, that's one of the reasons that many students um, uh, are confused by the course and they, and they just give up on it. 
Um, while when I realized that um, all these statements on level one, they are the truth, but we shouldn't right. deny the dream that we're living in. We should actually pay attention to how we are living and how we are thinking in this world. Um, and you can have both levels in mind while you do your daily um, practice um, um, of A Course in Miracles. Um, Absolutely. And thing, yeah. And the thing, of course, is, and that's a trap I've also um, encountered for myself, is that, um, okay, so the thing is I ha- will have to do undo I will have to allow the Holy Spirit to undo all the dark spots in my mind, and then I'll be free of the body, and I won't reincarnate anymore, and I'll be with God. Oh, well, I've <laughs> got to be enlightened in this life because I don't want to reincarnate a second time, <laughs> which is which is which is playing bullshit, of course, because it's a process. Awakening up is a process, and another thing I found to be uh, very enlightening in Gary's book is that we're remembered that. We're not here for the first time. I've been in <laughs> hundreds right. of lives, maybe thousands of lives, and <laughs> I've had all kinds of experiences that I don't need to go through again. So what's the rush? What's the hurry? I mean, I can, of course, uh, be uh, uh, more uh, diligent in my practice of A Course in Miracles, but there's no need to, uh, to be enlightened in this lifetime because I'm not the one to decide which forgiveness lessons I still need to learn. That's the Holy Spirit. So let's just give the mind over to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Well said. And it's a relief. (laughs) I find that as we progress with the course, I'll speak for myself, uh, over many, many years now, it it Mm. is actually, it becomes a relief that I, Jackie, am not in charge of any of that. I wanted to um, briefly mention something when you were talking about level confusion, JW, because mm. um, it's so important. It comes up in my therapy practice with clients. It comes up in my course group all the time. And, you know, when we're talking about um, how do we live in the world knowing it's an illusion? Well, we live under a different set of principles. We learn to live with forgiveness instead of judgment, seeing shared interest instead of separation, recognizing that we all have a right mind, a wrong mind, and the ability to choose between them. And when we look with the Holy Spirit, we see everyone as the same, regardless of the difference in form. So the body's eyes were made to see form, but the Course teaches us that the mind interprets the form. So we can live here and we don't deny our experiences. The Course is teaching, you know, that's an Um, improper, inappropriate form of denial, but we live under heaven's truths. Those truths can be reflected here through forgiveness. They can be reflected in the dream. So when we say the world is interpretive, we have two interpretations. People are like, what does that mean? Well, it means we can listen to one of two voices here while we're appearing here, either the egos or the Holy Spirit. So it isn't helpful to deny our experiences here and we're not asked to. Rather, we're denying the ego's interpretation in favor of the Holy Spirit. And so truth can be reflected here. Well, what you said so well earlier, the template or the backdrop in our mind is understanding the non-dualistic truth. So we keep that in our awareness that God is and nothing else is. 
we hold that in our awareness. I do um, in my mind. It's just in my mind throughout the day. So that's where we're coming from. And then that will direct all our functioning here. So we're living here, but under a different set of principles, you know. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Beautifully said. And and I can apply that in almost any situation during the day. For example, if, right. if I'm cut off on the freeway, uh, on the highway, and I notice I get irritated, I get frustrated, and I can choose to react from the ego, or I can activate the decision maker above the battleground, and I'd say, oh, but wait a minute, I'm not a body, he's not a body. In fact, the guy who just cut me off is a mirror of some part of myself. So um, yeah. w will I attack myself now? And I will attack myself if I become angry because I'm, my brain is going to send all sorts of adrenaline and cortisol through my bloodstream. It's really, I'm poisoning my own bloodstream just by becoming angry <laughs> about something that, that appears to threaten me, which it doesn't, of course. And on the other hand, if I'm in pain, it's not sinful to take an aspirin. I mean, right. we should just take, take, take care of the body. Using magic is not evil, but it is helpful to realize, hey, this is magic. So there is still some forgiveness lesson to do. But before I get to that, let's just take care of the pain and take an aspirin. So it's, it's really keeping both levels in mind and not trying to discard one and live only by the other. Oh, yes. Well, well said. And speaking of your example um, about aspirin, it's really interesting how the Holy Spirit, as, as all of us, we are undoing our guilt in the mind, recalling our projection, so to speak. So we're, we're really viewing the, the contents of our own mind <laughs> seen symbolically mm -hmm. outside of us, which is your good example about the person on the highway, and that's just a, a symbolic representation of what's, what's in your own mind, which is the ego mm -hmm. believing that all this is real when we invest in the separation. So regarding the aspirin, I think it's really important uh, for people to remember, as you pointed out, that it's okay to use magic along with knowing in your mind that it's really the mind that heals because you know what as we progress with the course jw i find that what happens is when the mind decides for innocence decides for the holy spirit or jesus as its teacher decides to see through true perception christ's vision oftentimes we have to do things in the world that the mind can accept without fear, which mm. would be sometimes a spontaneous healing would just be too shocking. Um, and so what do we use in the interim? Aspirin, medicine, medicine because that is something that the, the body can accept without fear. So I think it's really yeah. important not to judge ourselves and not to, you know, um, say, oh my gosh, I'm a course student, it's an illusion, I, I can't take magic. Mm -hmm. That is a confusion of levels, as you, as you pointed out before. So just remember, listeners, that um, if you judge yourself for taking aspirin or doing something, that's making it just as real on the other side. That's saying to the mind that you believe in the illusion, the mind will interpret that as you joining with the ego in separation. Instead, just recognizing that there are things we need to do here. Breathing's magic. We need to breathe. Yep. 
<laughs> you know, uh, water. So we're not we're not walking around saying, "Well, I can't breathe because it's an illusion." So we we do what we need to do here, of course, with non-judgment, right? Not yeah, judging yourselves right. as we awaken right. our process, as you pointed out, the process yep. here, right? And of course, at the same time, uh, being vigilant for the kingdom kingdom of God. So just realizing which teacher am I choosing right now? Am I choosing the ego? Am I choosing the Holy Spirit? And in fact, um, Tony Robbins once mentioned the rocking chair test, which is approximately uh, as, as follows. Suppose you're 80 or 90 years old and you're in your rocking chair and you reevaluate re your life. What what sort of life would you like to have lived? What sort of person would you would you become? And um, from A Course in Miracles perspective, it's uh, how much, how many times have I focused on choosing the ego or have I focused on choosing the, the voice for God, the Holy Spirit? Ah, oh, nice. And, and where it says that the time to plan the next 30 years of your life is now, not 30 years from now. So <laughs> in, what, right. in what Jesus calls the Holy Instant, just try to be... Um, to start, try to be aware of which teacher you're, you're, you're choosing because you're choosing your teacher each instant of the day, each instant in the minute and the hour that the, that the day holds. Um, and then, of course, can, can um, cautions for the pitfall not to see any, um, uh, any, anything bad in the world anymore, which he calls the, uh, the Blissnini approach, where there's no evil in the world because all is um, all is nice. And then Ken says this is really a denial of what's in the unconscious part of your mind because if you don't see evil in the world, the Holy Spirit cannot offer you a classroom in which you can examine your own mind. So you're right. actually not, not doing yourself a favor by uh, refusing to see anything uh, in the world that you reject because anything that you uh, judge or reject or condemn is a great opportunity for the Holy Spirit to give you a forgiveness lesson. So I think Ken made a very good point in that. Oh, well said. That That's a great point. Um, sometimes in spiritual thought systems, um, people will say, don't look at any of the negative, just be positive, almost like, you know, skate over it and think positive thoughts. Well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but as you pointed out, the Course is teaching something different. The Course is saying, no, we need to look at everything that comes up, all the dark spots, like you said. We have to look at the darkness, but with Jesus or the Holy Spirit as our teacher. So he can yep. say, reinterpret those dark spots and say, look, you know, what you're seeing is not true. In duality, we do have hot, cold, good, evil, up, down, you know, left, right, man, woman, you know, whatever it is, we have all these, all the opposites. But it's a, it's scary to look at it at first. Sometimes when we see horrifying things going on in the world, horrifying things on the television, horrifying things in our own life, whatever it is, that, that's yep. painful. But if we just trust, if we just trust, as A Course in Miracles teaches, to look with Jesus or the Holy Spirit, the ego's biggest fear is that we look within and we see that there is no sin. Mm -hmm. Sin is just separation in the Course, and the Course is leading us to the remembering what we already know, that That's right. we made this projection. 
So it takes a moment to get there, I realize, because we are taught not to look within. The ego has trained us not to look within because the ego wants to keep us mindless. It doesn't want us to go back to the mind because we may choose against it. But if, if you guys, everyone listening, you know, um, if, you, if you keep practicing it, it's where the, the practice really will lead to the experience of um, inner peace, which the Course is directed to, no matter what is happening in your life. And then enlightenment will happen because of the practice, not just knowing the metaphysics, right? Right. And you mentioned trust, and that, that's why trust is the very first characteristic of the teacher of God that, that's described. Yes. So that's, that's, that's really important. Absolutely. Um, but perhaps I might mention another way that uh, Gary's book really um, really came through to me, and uh, yes. that's the uh, the role of meditation, mm. um, because he mentions, uh, of course, correctly that meditation itself will not enlighten you. You will not become enlightened just by meditating, but right. he emphasizes that it is a way to ready the mind to be miracle-minded, as it were. Um, and I think that's that's very helpful. I think if you're studying the course and try to practice the course and you're not meditating, you're really giving yourself a hard time. And um, I've, uh, as, as as I've told last time, I've I've been cured from a so-called incurable disease by transcendental meditation. And yes. um, I found that um, meditation works on both the level of the mind and it works on the level of the brain. And, of course, um, I'm not saying you need to uh, fix the brain to become enlightened, but the brain and the mind are interconnected because the brain is just a transmitter and receiver of your thoughts into your body. And meditation just relaxes the, the brain waves to about the alpha frequencies of 8 hertz, which in itself is magic, of course. But doing that provides the space that the mind needs to get through to this brain um, and so if you really practice your meditation daily, um, your brain will be more receptive to the uh, miracle-minded thoughts. And this relentless ego babbling, this, this, this chatter, <laughs> right. uh, will be more easy to quiet down, to cool down. And I think that's a problem for many people. They're, they're trying to focus on the lessons and the text in the course, but the ego just keeps babbling all the time and they can get through and they focus on a lesson for about two minutes and then they realize they think about something else. Now, people right. who meditate um, have learned to, to shift that, to, to really be able to spend 10 minutes just thinking of God. And, when, and, and Gary writes about this in various places in his book, and I think people should pay attention because this, 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 it, it will not enlighten you, but it really is a good help in... Um, in making the mind ready for miracle-mindedness. Oh, I think you're so right. It's it's a really good point. Boy, the, the ego's chatter. I mean, the course says the ego speaks the first and loudest, right? I think I'm paraphrasing yep. that. But shrieks all the time. And shrieks, yeah. Yep. And so you're right. Anything that is helpful to just quiet the mind and joining in the morning is something I do, just joining with God. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not, you know, I'm just, mm -hmm. just, just being, just joining. And I give the day over to the Holy Spirit and, and been doing that for years. And I, I just have to say, um, my days are better. <laughs> and I wanted yep. to tell, uh, share with people too. Um, 
I often say that on the show or I'll, I'll say things, you know, like, yeah, my days are better. But here's the thing about A Course in Miracles. Um, it's not that when I say my days are better, I have inner peace. It doesn't mean I don't have my forgiveness opportunities. It doesn't mean that everything in my life goes well or like I would want it to be all the time. But after practicing this thought system for many, many years, it, it doesn't matter in the sense that mm. I'm looking at everything the same. An illusion is an illusion is illusion. So something happens where we would judge, oh, gosh, you know, we got in this car accident or, oh, gosh, you know, this is happening or, oh, but reinterpreting that the Holy Spirit will retranslate what you see. And so that means I'm using every opportunity as my classroom. So when do we practice? Like you said, JW, we're, we can do it all throughout the day, whenever we get triggered, whenever we're angry, upset, depressed, at people or circumstances, that's when we want to stop, catch ourselves, <laughs> practice yep. true forgiveness as caught as taught in the Course in Miracles. And again, we're not asked to give up the world or deny our experiences. Just look at it differently. And Jesus teaches eventually it's automatic, which is my experience now of just the, the attitude of forgiveness comes first. Um, yep. But I always want to clarify that because I'm always like, oh, gosh, my days are so much easier. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't have the forgiveness opportunities. It just means that I, I look at those opportunities differently so I'm able to have inner peace and navigate that, reflecting love into the dream instead of fear. So your experience does get easier. <laughs> right. So you've learned to live in an attitude of gratitude. Yes, good. Yeah. Attitude of gratitude. <laughs> Yeah, and and of course Jesus says in the course, please do not mind the the shadows that still seem to surround you. That is why you have come. If there are no shadows anymore, there's no course anymore to learn. So you still have lessons to learn, and just be grateful for that. Nice, absolutely. Because how would we ever know? One of my favorite um, lines in the course, and I'm probably paraf paraphrasing again, is. When when we are caught in perception, like in the world, right, we are caught mm. in a dream. We can't escape without help because all of our senses merely witness to the reality of the dream. Yes. So we don't need to fee feel guilty here that our our eyes are seeing form. We're, we're walking around. We definitely are having the experience that we're solid and the, the world's coming at us, we think. We're at the mercy of things. So the Course is just helping us recognize, well, yes, the, the world was made uh, by the ego thought system so that you would remain mindless. So you would not go back to the mind. The secret dream of sin, guilt, and fear in the mind. And rather, the ego wants you to stay in the world's dream. So we have this double shield of oblivion mm. to keep us from remembering who and where we really are. Yep. So I just love that line because um, I really talk to people a lot about being kind to yourself and others, being gentle with your practice, not being too too hard on yourself because the eyes were made to see form, right? The body was made just to experience separation. 
So it's okay that we give ourselves the time and the patience to undo that mm-hmm. thought system. And then the real you will be all that's left. And we can start having that experience more and more now as we practice forgiveness, right? We move into the happy yeah. dream of forgiveness. <laughs> Absolutely. And and in fact, we can learn to be grateful for the lessons that arrive to us as setbacks in life. If I really want something to happen today and it doesn't happen or I, I get a flat tire, just, just name it. I mean, there are zillions of forms. I could right. just stop and say, okay, dear Holy Spirit, you probably think uh, I shouldn't be wanting this because this is not what I was meant to be. So what is the lesson here for me and how can I look at this differently? And when you, when you learn to look at it that way, well, you're just freeing yourself of a lot of pain. So I'm, I'm practicing that as well. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic point. Was there anything else that you wanted to uh, mention uh, about the book? Um, well, I think we've already talked about the. I was really thrilled to read about the um, the um, the mechanism of reincarnation and um, right. how we've already gone through perhaps thousands of lives, sometimes <laughs> as male, sure. sometimes as female. Who knows? Perhaps I've had a life at um, uh, at the at the Pleiadian. Uh, uh, constellation who knows and it really right. doesn't matter the form doesn't. doesn't matter it doesn't it's just, yep. just how, how how many um how much of the curriculum are you willing to learn and master in this in this lifetime and all the all the forms in the world are really irrelevant compared to that so um gary just once again um really made the the, the main purpose of my earthly life here clear how much of Jesus' curriculum am I willing to learn and master in this particular lifetime? So, Absolutely. Um, I, Absolutely. Can really highly, uh, I can really highly recommend people just, just read a book and, uh, and keep that in mind. And um, there are some great guidelines in that book. Oh, absolutely. There really are, not to mention the uh, true forgiveness of process, which is always important to remember first that you're dreaming when something upsets you. And then you can forgive your projected images that you're seeing and then yourself for projecting them. And then we can let the ego thought system go, trust the Holy Spirit, let it be replaced, the ego thought system, by his thought system of true perception. And um, it's so wonderful to keep those ideas in mind because our spiritual journey here, we we call it a journey, of course, on the Mm -hmm. level of form, level of the world. But the Course says it's a journey without distance to a goal that's never changed. I think that's in the text, like chapter 8. And it's just a process of just reawakening, the Course says, to the knowledge of where we were always and everything. So it's so interesting, JW, when I think of these ideas sometimes, our life in heaven has gone on uninterrupted, regardless of our attempts to dissociate it <laughs> and yep. be, be in the world of form. So it's comforting in one sense. Again, this is a template, a backdrop in the mind, the, the non-dualistic metaphysics. I, I find it comforting to know it's already over and we're mm-hmm. already home. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great thought. A great reminder 
for me. So I say, oh, so I'm just doing the illusory steps here, taking Jesus's hand and, um, you know, awakening from the dream. So in, in enlightenment in the course is, you know, waking up from the dream of illusion. So Jesus said, you know, we're all there with him. We came with him when he awoke, but mm-hmm. we are just still in the sleeping mind. So we've chosen to be asleep, but can awaken at any time, right? <laughs> yep, that's right. And I'm at the process, I'm at the point in the process where I am now, and uh, perhaps I'm still at the bottom rungs of the ladder um, I'm of the atonement. And that's okay. I just, I, I will get the lessons presented that are uh, uh, for which I'm ready. Um, right now so i really don't need to do anything which as gary notes doesn't mean you don't do anything i mean you're going to have a very active life in this life but you don't need to do anything to um to reach um salvation just just be open to the voice of the holy spirit and um and keep these two levels in mind yes i am here in this dualistic life in time and space and they're not real, but I still experience myself here. And yes, I am already safe at home in the hearts of God. And just, just, just let my thoughts be guided by the Holy Spirit. Um, Absolutely. And of course, and of course, everyone that I meet, um, again, is just a mirror of some aspect of my own thought. And as I as I wrote in my own guidebook, um, whenever you feel irritated by someone else, just remember that. Everyone is fighting the same hopeless battle of finding a love in a place where love cannot be found. Just, so just be um, compassionate and be forgiving and realize, hey, this person is really uh, doing the same struggle as everyone is doing in, uh, in life, as I am doing. And, well, um, non-dualistic spiritual students may be slightly ahead of all the others, but we're still one. So the only thing that we can do is still join with everyone in the mind. Yes. Yes. Very well said. And you were mentioning your handbook and I mentioned your book at the beginning, miracles or murder and tell us, tell the listeners about your blog site. You have great, I'm on your newsletter list. How can people um, subscribe to that or tell them about your site? You, you write wonderful posts on there. Why? Thank you. Uh, the site is called miraclesormurder.net, and uh, it's a weekly blog about, um, actually about practicing the principles of A Course in Miracles uh, as set forth by Ken Wapnick and, uh, and Gary, of course. And um, I think there's just a subscribe button when you, when you read one of the uh, uh, blogs. I think there are about 100 right now. It's, uh, it's weekly. Uh, and you can just click on... Uh, um, to follow the blog, and you get an email uh, each week with the um, um, with the newest blog. And actually, I usually I don't really um, prepare these blogs beforehand. Uh, I get up on Saturday morning, and I've, I've, I have no clue as to what I'm going to write about. And when I uh, succeed in letting that go, and just um, sit sit before the uh, the keyboard, uh, usually the uh, the story comes. And um, I've I've had several occasions where people said, this blog that you've just typed today or yesterday, it, it, it made me realize that the discussion I had with my employer or with my um, uh, uh, company partners um, isn't as uh, horrible or fearful as I thought, and it, can, and, and it can really be helpful. And I thought, oh, well, that's great. 
So I'm trying to um, to let my investment in the blog go as much as possible and just have the Holy Spirit guide my thoughts as well. Wow, that that is that's wonderful, and I relate to that so much because I have to, I do that. I mean, not have to, but I guess I automatically kind of do that with this podcast and with mm-hmm. um, things that I put in the newsletters as well. I find a similar experience to you that you express so well of just you kind of sit down and just start typing, you know, or whatever. When I yeah, look back. Go. And let go. You got it. That's exact. When I look back, and this is episode 62 of this particular podcast, I have no idea how I got to 62. I mean, I automatically just sit down and do it every week. But the the topic, something just comes, and I'll often ask the guests. You know, I'll say, "Hey, anything you'd like to touch on or whatever," and we just it kind of comes together. And I'm looking back, and I think. I don't even understand how we're on episode 62. Like you said, you have a hundred, a hundred posts. And, and I've only read, I think maybe 25 or something of yours. I've got a lot to go, but I encourage everyone miracles or murder.net. Your, your posts are fantastic. And I can tell you're in the process in that letting go when you write them. I, I recognize that because you know what, JW, I'm, I'm figuring out that, my whole life, it's just occurring to me right now uh, for the last decade or more. Um, I, I really live in the flow like that so much. I'm just recognizing that I really am uh, following the Holy Spirit. And of course, that would pertain to any activities, these shows. I do these, these podcasts to be helpful They'll be archived forever. So even when I'm not doing them, people can <laughs> people can listen. Um, so I think that's really interesting what you shared about that. And I know people find that helpful because we all recognize the truth and we all um, can there, – there never can be too much writing or anything about A Course in Miracles. I mean, it's just wonderful to get the message out there. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do with, um, you know, just – having different guests on and, and highlighting everyone's work. <laughs> you know? Yep. 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 That just, just share the message, which is, which is, which is our basic function in this, in this dualistic world of time and space. Yeah. And uh, we, 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 we can share it by smiling at someone in the street. We can share it by just thinking kindly about people and we can share it by doing blogs and podcasts. And I mean, the forum doesn't, that doesn't matter. We, we can just You're share right. the message. You know what? You're right. That is such an excellent point because um, I usually tell people, you know, if they ask me what, you know, oh, my gosh, it's great that you're doing that. You're right. The form doesn't matter. But apparently we know, this is part of my curriculum here, mm-hmm. <laughs> the script I'm viewing, you doing writing your book, doing your blog post. That's part of your curriculum. So you do it. But you're Hmm. right. It's not really the form. When you join in the mind, you'll automatically be doing whatever is in your your life script, but with the Holy Spirit as your teacher instead of the ego as we practice more and more. So your point about that is great. A a, a joining a a smile in the street, smile in the grocery store, um, Hmm. any anything. And you're right. It's not about form. It's always about content which is what's in the mind. There's two 
thought systems in the mind. So that is, that's such a great point. Well, while we're wrapping up here, um, JW, is there anything else you'd want to kind of finish with or announce or, or say? Well, it's just, just the thought that came to me is I'm, I'm always impressed when I read in the course that every loving thought uh, can have effects in various times and spaces that we're not even consciously aware of so the mm. it's just what you what you said the, the the key point is to to focus on being kind and um and be guided by the holy spirit and it's simple and we all know it's not very easy but um this is <laughs> this is our main this this is our main purpose in life this is our purpose in life very well said that's a great note to finish on I, I hope you will come back we'll have yet another chat on true forgiveness teachings here yeah, yeah sure would, love it. i would love it and i i encourage everyone to check out miracles and if you haven't read his book um miracles or murder that's available on amazon um, right, JW. Anywhere else, or is that the best place? Um, I think Barnes and Noble has it. But um, oh, awesome! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Barnes so, and Noble. So yeah. wonderful, and I want to thank you again, JW, for being such a a wonderful guest. It's great to chat and join with you again, and I want to thank all of our listeners. I will see you all again next week, and I'm reminding you to just be kind, um, be gentle in your practice and process. And blessings, everyone. Blessings, JW. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Until next time.